0: Welcome to Click, Treat, Repeat. This is a horse-focused podcast discussing positive reinforcement training, equine management and welfare, and other horse-related topics. So let's get started. Okay, so today we are now back for the new year after our break, and I think it was a good break, but now we're ready to be back and talk about, like, basically... Um, winter management for horses, blanketing, stuff like that. I also honestly wouldn't mind if we talked a little bit about like hot weather as well, but we could also just do that on a different episode. So I don't know. But yeah, I think this is like a very relevant topic since a lot of areas are getting really extreme winter weather right now.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure where to start with it, but I guess blanketing is a good place because I feel like that is a really hot topic right now because of the really cold temperatures. But I also feel like for whatever reason, it always becomes this huge heated debate. That's just not worth it because I don't think blanketing hurts horses, but also I tend to not blanket as much. Like I blanketed Pharaoh for the first time this winter because I noticed behavioral changes and he just didn't seem comfortable, but typically I'll kind of steer away from it. So, I mean, it just... I feel like a lot of it just depends on the person and the horse, and it's not necessarily right or wrong to blanket or not.
0: Yeah, I agree with that completely. I think that people really want to think that if you don't blanket or you say something like, you know, blankets are possibly overused, people want to think that you're saying, Blankets are evil. You can never use blankets when really very, very few people are saying that, if anybody. Maybe just that one person that commented on your post, like, um, ranchers don't blanket their cows. <laughs> Maybe that person is anti-blanket. But I feel like most people understand that there are horses out there who need a blanket and aren't even really judging other people who do blanket. But I mean, it can become a welfare issue if people are over blanketing to the extent that, you know, the horses are too hot or they're Um, basically like then causing them to have trouble with like thermoregulation in general if they're not able to really adapt to some of those colder temperatures and then maybe later they have to be put into those temperatures for whatever reason. But really those things don't become an issue unless you're like really overblanketing and your horse is really sweating under there and everything like that. So yeah, I mean, I do think that that can be an issue. Like at barns that I've worked at, I've had situations where the horses have been sweating under the blankets, um, and you know, situations where I've thought like, this horse looks totally comfortable right now out naked. I don't really think they need the blanket on, but you know, still had to blanket them just because that was the policy. So I think a lot of the time, um they are overused, but also sometimes they're necessary. So, like you said, it just really depends on the horse.
1: yeah, exactly. Like at my work. One horse is always blanketed, but he's in his late twenties and he's pretty thin. Like they just he struggles to keep weight on. So even though he has some shelter and he has hay 24-7, he still gets blanketed in the winter because it's just not tolerable for him. He doesn't grow that much coat either, which really doesn't help. But then most of the time all the other horses are naked. And the same is true for here at my house. Three of the horses were naked. Pharaoh had a blanket, but now it's about 30 degrees and he has it off again and he's fine so a lot of it really does just depend on the horse and your management too like if you don't have shelter and you can't provide hay 24 7 then blanketing might be a better option but it still comes down to the individual which makes it a little complicated
0: yeah that all makes sense and I think yeah that's a good point it just really depends on the individual and I think that a lot of the time the reason why people might over blanket is because of anthropomorphism, which is always a reason for a lot of things in the horse world. You know, they think I'm cold, I want to wear my thick jacket outside. So my horse should also want to wear, you know, their jacket because they're probably cold too. And I think people also think that way about things like stalls, you know, at night, we want to be in a nice, you know, enclosed warm area, and we don't want to be outside at night. But horses are you know, a completely different species, and they have completely different needs than we do. So I think it just kind of comes down to a lot of people thinking, you know, in 40 degrees, their horse is going to be cold. And I'm not saying a horse can't be cold in 40 degrees, especially a horse that has health issues is older or is clipped, things like that. But in general, horses typically do really well at lower temperatures. Um, And it's humans that are more so being like, I think that this is a problem. So I think, you know, just being able to look past your own kind of perspective and making sure you're actually looking at the behavioral indicators that your horse is giving you about how they're feeling. If they're acting cold, then they're cold and they need a blanket. But if they seem comfortable, then that's okay. Even if it seems really cold to you, they may be really just fine out there.
1: Yeah, it's really impressive how much my horses are outside in this weather. Like, It was about negative 40 with the wind chill Fahrenheit. So I don't know what that is Celsius. I did the math at one point, but I cannot remember. So sorry to the Celsius people, but it was really cold. Like I was outside for five seconds and my eyelashes were freezing and all the horses were just outside waiting for me to feed them and they were fine. So (laughs) a lot of that is just anthropomorphism. And if we followed that, every horse would be really heavily blanketed all the time because we're just massive babies compared to them in the cold weather.
0: Yeah, that's very true. I would be blanketing my horses. I mean, I don't have horses, but if I did, I would be blanketing them all the time because I'm very cold. But I mean, I think you know, if we really look at it, there are different numbers that people will come up with, but University of Minnesota has found that the ideal temperature for most horses is between 18 degrees and 59 degrees Fahrenheit, depending on like their hair coat, their health status, things like that. Um, So obviously to me, 18 degrees Fahrenheit is pretty cold. I'd be in a coat in that, but that's, that can actually be in a very comfortable range for horses. So that just kind of illustrates that. And then the same um, information from University of Minnesota also states that horses can tolerate temperatures as low as negative forty degrees Fahrenheit um, in the absence of high winds and moisture um, as long as they have access to a shelter. They would definitely need access to a shelter in negative forty, but um, yeah, so I think you know, looking at that type of information, that kind of contradicts what we would think about you know our comfortability. I'm much more comfortable in. Sixty degrees, but for horses, sixty degrees is on the upper range of where they're actually most comfortable.
1: yeah, that's a really good point. And that kind of brings up the managing horses in summer aspect too, where they're actually worse off in the warmer weather than they are the cooler weather. and it can be actually harder to manage them when it's hot versus when it's cold. And that's another thing where we just make it about ourselves and think we're cold, so they're cold, and that's just not the case usually.
0: Yeah, that is very true. I mean, I don't know how much we want to get into hot weather in this, like I said, I don't know if we want to talk about this here or do a completely different episode, but um, being from North Carolina, the summer there does get, you know, up to 100, possibly a couple degrees over 100. When I was working at the barn outside, it was, you know, regularly around 95 maybe, I would say, you know, most days it was around 95, give or take, probably five degrees. Um, And that's extremely hot. And some research, there's a lot of research on there about thermoregulation and what types of temperatures horses are most comfortable in. Um, One study that I looked at that was called an index of the environmental thermal load imposed on exercising horses and riders by hot weather condition by R.C. Schroeder and D.J. Marlin, that one basically concluded that the hottest that horses can safely work in, you know, like doing heavy work, such as like a competition, something like that, is 90.5 degrees Fahrenheit. And that and that kind of assumes that that horse will be um, fit and fully acclimatized to that temperature. So meaning that that horse it's well fits pretty obvious and then they've kind of gotten used to that temperature you know if you take a horse from wisconsin and bring them to north carolina they're not going to be able to be in that temperature um because i mean the summer can get really hot i'm not saying it can't get to 95 degrees or whatever but in general we have hotter weather in north carolina so a horse that's kind of lived in that area and been used to that weather um and then that's the absolute highest but i mean where i lived in north carolina people were regularly you know, doing jump courses or doing pretty intense exercise with their horses and like at the barns that I worked at. And I myself have definitely ridden above 90.5 degrees Fahrenheit. And I never really thought about how that actually might be a lot more harmful, even though really like we're kind of thinking about like, ooh, how are the horses going to do in the cold weather? But I mean, really, it's a lot of like, we're not really thinking about The other side of it, which actually probably is more likely to be harmful.
1: Yeah, that's so true. And just anecdotally, I feel like watching my horses out the window, they're out way more in the winter than they are in the summer when we have hot days. Like I'll go into the barn to feed or whatever, and every single horse is in the barn (laughs) because they can get in and out whenever they want. And then if I actually try to do a training session when it's 90 plus degrees most of the time they all opt out because they would rather just sit in the barn because it's so much cooler in there so it's really important to look at the horse's body and how they thermal regulate and just pay more attention to that rather than the anthropomorphism
0: yeah I agree completely and I mean I think a lot of the management techniques that we use for both hot and cold weather of you know like putting them inside in a stall with a fan when it's hot outside. I'm not saying don't do that. Sometimes when it's really, really hot, that's what they need. And that feels good to them. Um, But really, I think people kind of go to that before they try some of the more natural ways of helping the horses cope with the temperature, such as just letting them be outside with some shade and a lot of water and stuff like that. Um, And then I think it's more prevalent sort of with the cold weather where people just go ahead and go straight to blanketing before they look at factors like making sure their horse does have access to 24-7 or close to it forage where they can be eating and, you know, that can help them stay warm. And so I just would like to maybe see people try some of those more like natural species appropriate ways of management. Um, And then, you know, if you still need a blanket as well, then that's completely understandable and great and your horse needs the blanket that's cool but yeah I mean I think like I wouldn't personally go to blanketing as the first option if your horse doesn't already have access to 24-7 forage unless that's just I mean some people can't get access to 24-7 forage and I I know that and that's understandable but if you can try that first that's probably a much better measure to try before you go to blanketing.
1: Yeah I definitely agree with that I feel like people jump to blanketing quicker than things that are not always as easily accessible, but more species appropriate, like 24-7 forage, or if they don't have shelter, maybe the next year you would give them one. I mean, it's it's hard because some people, a lot of people, board, bored, so they're kind of limited in what they can do. And I actually saw someone, I think who will probably listen to this, but she said that their barn actually makes them blanket their horses so that's another thing that they just might not always have control over it which sucks because it's your horse so you should be able to do what you think is best for them but it's a reality.
0: Wow that's really interesting I've never heard of a barn requiring that although I have been at barns where it's like very much the norm to do that and there's not a single horse that actually isn't blanketed but I mean that does makes sense because a lot of barns are very um hands-on with the management of the horses even though unfortunately they usually don't have the actual knowledge to be like doing good practices they still want to control everything so (laughs) um but yeah I mean in cases like that you just kind of have to do the best you can if you don't think your horse needs the blanket then I guess you're just going to have to get the lightest sheet that you can and go with that or find a different place to board but I know that's also not always possible so yeah I mean the reality of the horse world is that a a lot of the ideal practices can't actually be put into place because the systems that we have right now don't allow for that so I mean I am like a big advocate for 24-7 turnout 24-7 forage barefoot all of those types of things and yet most of the horses that I work with don't have access to those things. And I understand that like that doesn't make me a terrible person or it doesn't make those horses owners a terrible person. It's just that I recognize that those are the ideal things that horses should have. And so I'm doing my best to share that information. But unfortunately, that's not always possible. So I don't really feel like, you know, I feel like I wish I could give the horses the, but the best, I guess, situation. So I guess I do feel bad in that sense. But I also just like, I don't feel attacked personally by the fact that the horses I work with don't have those things because we're just doing the best we can. So I think, you know, hopefully everybody can kind of see that and understand like, oh, I'm not trying to, you know, attack you if you choose to heavily blanket and don't give them access to forage. Like I know that may not be an option but you know it's just the information's out there that that's probably the most appropriate species kind of appropriate way to handle it is to first try things like the forage before you go to heavy blanketing and I mean there's also like I actually never boarded here but I saw or toured a barn that I considered boarding my horse Cocoa at where um, the owner actually refused to blanket and when like, if you wanted your horse blanketed, you had to go out there and do it yourself and take it off yourself. And it's not because he didn't want to do it. it's because he told the story of how he had a horse get their leg tangled in the blanket, and then that horse, um you know, like whatever injured their leg and had to be put down. And I'm like, I don't know anything about the story. I'd guess the blanket probably wasn't fitted properly. Um I don't ever hear about this happening other than that story. I think it's a very minor risk, but you know, and in general, like how we don't want to turn a horse out with a halter. I think there is something to be said that the more equipment you kind of have on them, the more chance there is that something can get caught or go wrong or whatever. And, you know, again, I'm not saying like, oh my gosh, never blanket it, because it may get caught on something. But there's just, you know, when, when you're putting pieces of equipment on them, there can be a slight increased risk there. So that's something to just kind of think about as well. Although I think it's a very minimal risk. <laughs>
1: hope you enjoyed this episode of click treat repeat feel free to check us out on instagram at click treat repeat pod you can find jen at genuine equine and myself at bonafide.bt we upload new episodes every monday and hope to see you then happy training